1: We welcome in Joe Girardi as we do each and every week. Joe, uh, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right. What's grabbing you this week, Joe? Uh, Anything uh, that you have on your mind about the game?
2: Um, You know, I think the Yankees have done a really good job. And and when I look at at what they've done, on most nights they have an advantage in, in the pitching area between the starter and the bullpen. And the people that are filling in are scoring enough runs that they are continuing to win games, and they're doing a really good job.
1: You were really you you made you took Green from being a guy, just another guy, to a star, to a guy who was like one of the real special secrets in the bullpen. His 2017 was unbelievable. He had an incredible year. He might have been one of the best kept secrets in baseball. He's really struggling now, Joe. What, what do you think's going on?
2: Yeah, I think some of it's confidence. I think most of it's probably location. Um, some finish on some pitches is probably not as good as it's been in the past. Can't tell you exactly why. Um,
1: Is he a kid that would get down on himself?
2: No, I don't think so. I think he'll fight his way out of this. I think sometimes, you know, relievers like hitters can get off to slow starts and he is definitely a power guy. Um, And he relies on the location of that cut fastball at 97. He doesn't quite have the same velocity. Maybe he had a couple of years ago, but I think he'll bounce back.
1: Um, Alonzo's off to a fast thought really fast start for the Mets. How long would you need to have a guy be around the league? Is it once around is it uh fifty games is it how long would he have to be in there every day before you said to yourself you know what he's proved to me that he's the real deal
2: well i you know I always look at a couple of years um you know, because I think teams start to make a lot of adjustments to you. Obviously, the division is going to see him a lot more than the non-divisional teams. But a couple years is is they get to know you, and, and you get to know them. Um, you can get off to a really hot, hot so start. So, you think
1: a guy can get through his his entire first year before they kind of find them out?
2: Well, I think he's going to have some ups and downs, but I think they're going to learn how to pitch him better as time goes on. You know, you get 500 at bats on you. And now you say, "Well, this is a pretty good sample that we can make a determination." And it's how he adjusts the second year that's always important. Um, but I, I like his swing a lot because he has power to all fields. This is not just the pole guy. It's a lot of home guy. runs
1: to right fields. It's it yes, yeah. yes.
2: So to me, that tells me he's staying on the ball. And usually, those guys are pretty. Um, usually, those guys are pretty consistent throughout their careers. And it's just not a flash in the pan.
1: You know, uh, you mentioned the Yankees being okay at 12 and 10. You know, they've really gotten a lot of guys who have just come out of nowhere. Uh, you know, you knew Frazier could hit. You know, Romine's a pretty good backup catcher. But guys like Ursula, Gio like Geo Ursula, I mean, he's done a terrific job. He really has. I mean, a guy like that who's kind of a journeyman guy who just steps in and gets an opportunity, and now he's playing third base every day for the Yankees.
2: And, and when guys like him get a chance to play every day, they get more comfortable and they start to be more consistent at the plate because they're seeing breaking ball day in and day out. They're seeing velocity day in and day out, and they're going to put up better at that. He was a guy in Cleveland that didn't play every day, was very good defensively, and he would move around as guys got hurt. Um, but this is a guy that obviously has some talents, doing a very good job. Um, you know, Fraser's doing an amazing job. Romine, if you remember in 2017 when he got a chance to play every day when Sanchez went down – was very productive and i think he's more productive the more he plays so i'm not shocked at that as well
1: you think romain would be a good everyday catcher
2: i think he's a guy that could probably catch 120 games 110 games someplace you know if if he had the opportunity and would do pretty well
1: yeah cuz like cervelli i always thought could be an everyday guy but proved to be a pretty good guy everyday when he plays you know oh, he's, yeah I mean, he's, he turned out to be a really, really good player good. yeah
2: he's a really good player and sometimes you get in in a situation where you behind a guy that has a lot of power and, and, and can put up big numbers and you don't get a chance to play every day and you get kind of pegged as a backup. But I don't necessarily always believe that. I think that, you know, he could play every day.
1: You know, you were around Sabathia a long time and that that contract is one of the rare ones that's actually paid off for the Yankees because he's had such a great career for them. And most of the first five years were great and then a little iffy and then he's come back. It has surprised me that he still gets guys out because he obviously doesn't have the stuff he used to. So he's either just smarter than everybody else or just gamer (laughs) than everybody else because he still goes out there and gets five innings where it doesn't look like he should, but he's able to get five good innings, you know, pretty much when he wants.
2: He's got that late movement and stays off barrels is what he does and induces a lot of weak contact. I'm not surprised because when I look at CeCe, you know, obviously – I had him at both ends of his career. I had him when his stuff was big and powerful, and then I had him when he figured it out, when he didn't have the 97 and the 98. But it's the competitiveness in him that really drives him to be great, and you're not going to find that in every player. I I think he's special, and I think he has a huge heart, and that's what has allowed him to do what he's done.
1: You know, i got to give you credit. When I asked you a couple of weeks ago to give me your surprise team, it was the Minnesota Twins who are off to a very nice start at 13 and seven, uh, playing very good baseball. Um, so I know you're not surprised. You like the Twins. What what did you see in the Twins that you thought was going to be this good?
2: I really like their offense. I thought they had a down year offensively last year, which I was kind of surprised. I thought some guys just just had off years, and when they you know they added. Um, some veteran guys to that club in the offense. I thought this is going to change completely. Um, they're really going to hit. Edwin, I think, is a great addition for them because he has a great approach every day. He takes what you give him. If if you're going to shift him with runners in scoring position, he's just going to hit a ground ball through second base and take the RBI and not try to be the hero and hit the three-run home run. And I think he's a guy that can share a lot of knowledge with those young hitters. The other thing is they have left-handed hitters. Um And for right-handed starting clubs, they're going to give them a lot of trouble. Um, And they will continue to give those clubs a lot of trouble, like the Astros. They gave them trouble because the Astros are predominantly right-handed when it comes to the starting pitching. And they have very good left-handed hitting, um, the Minnesota Twins.
1: talking with Joe Girardi, who joins us each Tuesday uh, on the fan. All right, let me get you involved in the two big ones. Number one, uh, injuries, baseball player injuries, injuries. incredible number of injuries now. Not just the pitchers, everyday players, mm-hmm. sluggers, yeah. obliques, tears, muscle pulls. Do you think it's that these guys are too well-honed? Are they too muscular? Are they doing too much lifting? Uh, is it supplements? Is it uh, drug-related? What Is it what is the reason all these guys are pulling so many muscles?
2: I personally think players don't train explosive enough um i think a lot of their movements are slow and controlled uh, when they do train and when you think about baseball movements every move that you make is an explosive whether it's a swing it's a pitch it's a a break out of the box sometimes i don't think they run enough um hard sprints um to get their
1: legs yeah so you don't think they run enough do you think they lift too much no, I don't. But I don't think they do enough explosive. So movements you want in. quick movements. You think they should do yes. more quick movements and more running. Quick explosive movements, because that's all baseball is.
2: You know, you stand around and then you have to make a quick explosive move meant to either get to the ball or swing. And I don't think players do enough of it. Would
1: you train your team differently, or have you thought about training teams differently than in the past?
2: Oh yeah, but it's it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot of philosophy. Um, that is hard to break and guys do a lot of things on their own and they're comfortable with their routines. And um, it's, it's difficult at times, you know, clubs, you know, you can get them on their routine during the course of the season, but what they do in the off season, it's hard to control because you're not with them
1: every minute. Do you, now the second one that offenses have caught up to the to the pitching, do you think that the batters have gotten used to seeing so much heat out of the bullpen and have adjusted to it?
2: I do. I think they've made an adjustment. I also start to think that starting to see hitters more, be willing to take the ground ball through. No question.
1: You're definitely seeing that. You're seeing a lot of that now. I agree. You're seeing that for sure.
2: I saw Cody Bellinger do it the other day, and we have not seen him willing to do that in the past. And I I agree. Hitters have wised up. What about the
1: idea of seeing so much gas out of the pen now that they're used to it?
2: they're, They're definitely used to it. 90, 90. 7 is is every day. You, you know, it's not that you see it. You know, maybe once every three or four days. It's you're going to see someone throw a 97 every day um, if you're with the club. And I think they've gotten used to it. I also think they're starting to adjust to the high pitch. Yes, they will still swing at the high pitch and miss it, but I think they're doing more damage on the high pitch than they've done in the past. And now I'm starting to wonder, okay, what's the next adjustment that pitchers are going to make?
1: More breaking balls or more change of paces? Yeah, maybe
2: even getting back to more sinkers. Yeah. You you know, trying to get ground ball pitchers. We've become
1: fastball happy, right?
2: You, well, I think we've become velocity we've happy. We've become
1: velocity happy, which means fastball. And then, obviously, everybody's got to have a – to come to the majors now, you've got to have a changeup, right? I mean, you have to – You know, in the old days, you didn't. Now you could learn a changeup. Now you have to bring a changeup basically with you to the majors, right?
2: Well, I, yes, and I think what we've done, too, is we've become high fastball, curveball is what we've done. So you're seeing this combination a lot more. It used to be everyone was sinker slider. You know, and not necessarily that big twelve to six overhand curveball like Doc Gooden had, but now we're seeing it, it a lot. You know, you watch bullpens and you you watch, you watch the bullpen with with Houston. You got big curveballs, 97, 98 miles an hour curveballs with a lot of depth. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing out of Garrett Cole. That's what you're seeing out of Verlander. So you're seeing it a lot more. I mean, some of them are still really hard to hit, but you can foul off pitches more, and you can make them work harder, and get longer at that. And uh, hitters are doing a better job.
1: So the idea, and let's be honest, everybody has gas coming out of every bullpen. And even fifth, sixth inning, everybody, even the bad teams have gas coming out of the bullpen.
2: Somehow they're finding these guys. I don't know where they're finding them all. But, you know, you got guys coming in the sixth inning throwing 98 miles an hour. Now, they may not have the command or they may not have quite the control of the breaking ball. But they still got the velocity, and you get used to it.
1: So you think that it is true that they are catching up to – there is a familiarity for the hitters now to what's going on from the pitchers, right?
2: I do. I think I think they're more used to it now. It's not such a shock.
1: So maybe you go back to sinking the ball a little bit more and, and trying to let them pound it into the ground a little more.
2: Yeah, I mean, because now with the way the ball's flying, you don't want the ball in the air. you know. And And, and what's interesting to me is like Oakland went and got two pitchers that are fly ball pitchers, and now they're getting hammered. Right. You know, in Oakland, used to be a place where you didn't hit home runs. Right. They went and got my fires. He's dimming up a ton, a ton of home runs, and it's just – we're going to have to change our
1: thinking, I think, again, a little bit. Well, the ball you is know? so live that everything goes out of the ballpark. Let's be honest. So, you know, that ball goes so far.
2: Yeah, and, and so I, I, I'm almost scared to have a fly ball pitcher now. Gotcha. I want a strikeout, ground ball guy.
1: Yeah, well, clearly, I mean, and you're right. Maybe pounding the ball into the ground is the way. But I agree with you that a lot more hitters this year have been willing to take the ball the other way. You are seeing that more and more with these guys thinking that way a little bit, and that will ease off. The, that will ease off people using the uh, you know the shift so much. They clearly will.
2: And, and I think part of that too is we have so many young players in the game that maybe aren't as set in their ways as when teams were really veteran laden. You know, guys didn't have ten years under their belt. Now, trying to change, it's it's guys that have two or three years and they're willing to make a change and they're doing a really good job
1: at it. Well, that, you know that that's that's a good point too. I mean, that clearly is the case, and also the idea that uh, you know that everybody doesn't want to be the same. You know, you don't want everybody being the same. And clearly teams have gotten younger. There's no question. And the idea, Joe, of developing players now in the major leagues, teams didn't used to want to develop guys in the major leagues. They clearly now are developing players in the major leagues now.
2: Oh, I I definitely think so because I think clubs are thinking, you know, why spend $2 million on a player, $3 million on a player? We're not going to win. We're not going to win our division. We're not going to be in the playoffs. When I can spend 500000 develop this kid, and maybe in two or three years, I really have something instead of delaying his development. And, you know, I, I think Houston did it and did very, very well at it. And, and I think people start to copy is what happens, and it's a copycat league. And everyone's doing it because you're going to see some teams that have some really bad records this year.
1: No question. I mean, you're going to have a bunch of teams that aren't afraid to lose a lot of games. You also have a lot of star pitchers this year who have high ERAs. Someone pointed this out to me, and I went and looked, and it's true. You know, you used to see those guys down there. DeGrom has a 3.68. Strasburg has a 4.11. Um, Scherzer has a 4.45. Greinke has a 4.60. I mean, go down the line here. A lot of these big pitchers have high ERAs now. They're not pitching to the – Kluber has a 5.88 ERA. Syndergaard, 5.90. These guys are pitching to very high ERAs. There are pitchers with low ERAs, but they're not the name guys you're used to seeing.
2: You know what? And and part of that is there's a familiar – People are familiar with them, but part of that is those guys are hard throwers where that hard throwing is not getting by everybody anymore. You know, what they had that was special is is maybe not quite as special as it used to. And I think some of them have gotten off to a slow start, but, I mean, Chris Sale has struggled. And there's been a lot of guys that have struggled. And I think it's because hitters have gotten used to what's going on.
1: No, I mean clearly, I mean that's the case. The guys at the top of the ERA, are guys you would not expect to be there—Glossnow, Castillo, Shoemaker, guys like that—are the guys who uh, Musgrove. These are the guys who have the best ERAs right now. Not the guys. I mean, Snell's there again because uh, he seems to have, you know, the last two years been there. But not the guys you would expect at the at the top this year. And you know, maybe the ball, as you said, you know, the challenge. The these guys now, even the Scherzers of the, of the world and the Verlanders of the world, and they're getting hit.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and when guys get hit and you're a hard thrower, it usually has a lot of carry to it or gets through the infield very quickly, and um, they're putting up big runs against them.
1: You know, Tanaka's fragile, but he does a good job. You know, he doesn't get hit very hard. He really doesn't, you know? Well, he give up the occasional home run, but he doesn't get hit very hard.
2: He stays off barrels. He stays down in the zone with his split and his slider and does um, – you know, and he's got some deception with his little bit of a hesitation. He's a different look than most pitchers when you think about it because of how long he stays over the rubber. Yep. It's different. And uh, you don't see that every day.
1: And he does break that ball down a lot. He really does. Yes. You know? And that yep. and that might be the way to go. You might be right. When you come back you'll have to look for a bunch of sinker ball pitches, you know.
2: We're gonna have to get the Greg Max's of the world.
1: And there you go. Thanks, Joe, very much. We'll talk Thanks, to you. Thanks. Mike. All right. Joe Bye. Girardi, good interesting stuff back after this.